Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back. Our number two, Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks for letting us ride along with you on this Wednesday afternoon. If you missed anything in hour number one, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Listen on your time at your leisure and re-listen as often as you'd like to. The podcast brought to us by Blackfoot Communications and Alpine Touch. You want to call, you want to text. It's the same number, 361-3688. Area code 406-361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And if you would like to listen live... You can do so on our website, 1029ESPN.com. The stream is available all the time, and the stream is there thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank. It's your local bank. It's your opportunity. All right, Coulter, the NBA, for the second time since they started seeding in the 83-84 season, had both number one seeds lose the first game of their series against uh, in the first round. Okay, happened in 03, as we talked about earlier, to the Pistons and Spurs. The Spurs went on to win the whole thing. These Pistons went on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Here's my question to you, and I already know what your answer is, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's in more trouble, the Bucks or the Lakers? I think that the, the Bucks loss was, by and large, a product of, first of all, the Bucks. Well, I think, I think that both number one seeds share the same dynamic in the fact that 
they hadn't had to ramp it up in the bubble yet. They already knew that, I think the Milwaukee had already clinched the one seed, and mm-hmm. the Lakers came into Orlando knowing they couldn't be any lower than two, and then they clinched the one seed after they beat the Clippers in the ver- games left. I mean, they beat the Clippers in the very first game of the bubble, and I think that that made it almost a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I, think it was, I think they were about three games in when it became a mathematical uh, right. reality. Yes. But, the, but the Lakers turned it on the very first game against the Clippers. Great won, game. Won, yeah. and then have been chilling since then. I mean, LeBron even took a couple games off. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis... Has you know he just doesn't didn't try a couple times, and Milwaukee I think the same dynamic they had already sewed up the one seed, but then the other factor for the Bucks is that they've just never really been in this position before, as this number one seed, this marked team, and so for them to come out flat, not that surprising. Um, I, I I think that the Lakers are certainly in a lot more trouble than the Bucks because in virtue of their opponent, right? Exactly. I mean Orlando's yeah. a nice spunky team, but Orlando is, even in the best years, a seven seed at best. I mean, they, I think they were 34 and 40. Yeah, as they are right now, like in, as constructed and with the, the, the amount of experience, they are a young team, so yeah. they, could get, they could get much better, and I think they will, but right now, yes, I mean, right. They got pieces, mm-hmm. but Aaron Gordon has not arrived yet. Markel Fultz is getting it back on track, but he's not there yet. Vucevic, Nikolai Vucevic is an underrated player to be certain, but he's still not an all-NBA guy. That's right. The Lakers are super talented. They also have an enormous hole in their team. Holes. Which is, well, they, their number one cumulative hole is they can't shoot. Yep. That's not good. No. When you're playing a team that can go out and hit 15 threes like the like the Blazers can, um, the other thing is the Blazers are not a typical eight seed. No, they're not. Blazers got a first team All NBA player as well as a, a, another All Star and then another guy in another All Star in CJ McCollum and another guy in Yusuf Nurkic who uh, could be an All Star someday soon. Is an All Star caliber type. Of player. And the other thing is, and I and I want to I want to take a little bit of a sidetrack here for a second. Shocker. It's so hard to win a title in the NBA, period. It's also so hard to carry a franchise if they're dysfunctional. And I think sometimes guys get bad reps because they take a chance, they take an opportunity for something that, to, to, to turn something around, to change something, and then it blows up in their face, and a lot of times it's not their fault. We saw it with both Stephon Marbury and Carmelo Anthony with the New York Knicks. Those guys have since then been pinned as losers, selfish players. They took the money and run. They can't bring anybody to the promised land. It's not either of their faults that James Dolan owns the New York Knicks. It's not either of their faults that the front office of the New York Knicks is just the only front office in the entire professional sports that rivals it as in terms of their inept nature is the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are a disaster. They're terrible. It's not Carmelo Anthony's fault. I mean, it would have been a great experiment to see what if LeBron James and Dwayne... Well, if if LeBron James and Dwayne Wade would have gone to New York, I think they could have even overcome James Dolan. But what if just LeBron goes to New York? It would have been a great experiment to see if if LeBron's just sitting there in middle-of-the-road teams for five, six, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. Also, you could never predict that Amari Stoudemire was going to go from one of the 10 best players in the NBA to having no knees in the span of 18 months. It's not Carmelo Anthony's fault. But all I'm saying is, though, is that I think it takes a, a, a spectacular piece of humble pie that a lot of guys don't get the credit they deserve for to take 
a diminished role on a team in pursuit of winning and pursuing a title. I don't know if the Blazers are going to win a title with Carmelo Anthony, but being the third scorer on a team with two ISO scores, he's still lethal. And on this team, he doesn't have to carry the whole weight. He doesn't have to be the face. And he won him the game last night. The two shots he hit in the fourth quarter were part, I shouldn't say won him the game, but he was a key factor he, in them winning the game. And I think he deserves a ton of credit for that. To be able to have, uh, Carmelo Anthony is not nearly at the top of what his game was when he was at his best. But he still is still pretty damn good, man. He is still a very, very obviously talented scorer. But also, even more than that, he's such a veteran that you can count on him in moments like the fourth quarter of a game one in the playoffs and believe, like, he believes in himself. He's not afraid to take that shot. Mm-hmm. And he is to have him as an option where it doesn't just have to be Damian Lillard pumping up 35-footers as fun as that is also to watch, that you have this guy over here who is going to be a mismatch in virtue of the floor spread scenario when you're sending multiple defenders over here. I think it's a, it is a it is a big deal, and your point's well taken. I want to point to this. Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, Bill, the thing is, too, though, I, I, I think Bill forget, man, he's one of the 15 best scorers in the history of the league, and he still is a great scorer. He's a great scorer. I mean, he scored 25-plus in the bubble five times. The great irony, too, is he has the best body to actually guard LeBron James, even though that, you know, nobody's guarding LeBron. But, I mean, he's the biggest dude matchup-wise, size-wise, that fits trying to stay in front of LeBron James. I want to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, though, Coulter, because LeBron James was spectacular. 23 points, 17 rebounds, 16 assists. I mean, a monster double-double. It's a monster triple-double. Triple-double, excuse me. First first time in NBA history somebody's got 2015 and 15. Ever. Period. Point blank period. First time ever in the playoffs. 2015 and 15. Wow. He's 37. Yeah. He was great. Anthony Davis was good, but not great. He had 28 points. He had 11 rebounds. He got out-rebounded by six by LeBron, which you think is, I don't know, Maybe a little odd. Here's the here's the number. I I usually don't take these numbers to heart, but in this case I do. Plus minus in hockey is very uh, uh, important, right? It's a big stat. In basketball, I think it's a lot less so. But I do think in this point it's telling. LeBron James was minus three in a game that that they lost by seven. The uh, the Lakers. Anthony Davis was minus twenty in yeah. this game. Yeah. Anthony Davis, I'm not saying that the Blazers exploited him, but they exploited the Lakers when LeBron was on the bench and Anthony Davis was on the floor. Amazing you can go 28 and 11 and be minus 20. It's amazing. And and I think that this is a, a huge flaw because we talked about this. We thought, well, my goodness, if you have two of the five, six, seven best players in the league playing together... There's enough talent. I mean, you're going to have other NBA players to pair with them. And a guy like, I mean, I, I think McGee's a really good player. Dwight Howard has been a, a, a huge pleasant surprise this season for, you know, compared to what he's been in, in years past in his return to the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma, he's got talent, you know, and he's a little bit of a roller coaster, but he's, he's a good player and all that. 
But it was exploited how top-heavy this team is yesterday. And when all of a sudden, you can roll out there with Nurkic, you can roll out there with Hassan Whiteside and throw looks at multiple seven-footers that L.A. rolled out there together. When they went all big, when Terry Stotts rolled out two or three bigs at a time, Portland looked great. And 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 there was not really an answer that, that the, the, the L.A. Lakers had for them. And... I'm not saying that the the Lakers. I'm not saying anything like the Lakers are done or anything. I expect them to win this series, but you saw f- on full display the issues that the LA Lakers have in the way that they're constructed. Yes, no, no question. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. I don't know if anybody expected uh, the absence of Avery Bradley to be as impactful as it is, Mm. but it is because it just takes away. I mean, Danny Green can't guard on the perimeter like he used to. Deion Waiter's never been able to guard on the perimeter, and he's – He's hurt, right? I mean, he only played one minute last night. What's up with that? He's got to be hurt, right? Yeah, I don't. I didn't see. I didn't see. Well, Waiters wasn't in the game, what? so yeah. I mean, all I'm saying is when you got Alex Crusoe is a nice player. When you're, hurt. when you're playing, when you're playing uh, Phoenix in February, Alex Crusoe is just fine. When you're playing the Blazers in the playoffs, it's Alex Crusoe is it's a liability. He's a liability because yeah, yeah. he cannot guard. He he's going to get roasted by Melo, let alone by Lillard and. McCollum, mm-hmm. couple. I got a couple guys I want to talk to you. About. I will get back around to Anthony Davis because I think Anthony Davis is at the same. Sometimes I watch Anthony Davis. I'm like, are you the best player in the league? And sometimes I watch Anthony Davis. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, play. Be more consistent. Take a look in the mirror and go play ball. Exactly. Yeah. Care a little bit, please. But I want to ask you about Whiteside. Yeah. To me, when I watch Whiteside. He's at the same time the best natural shot blocker in the entire NBA and the and the worst defensive player in the league. His defensive rotations are deplorable. He's just seven two and he can jump out of the gym. He's got this crazy wingspan. He'll swatch at three shots a game. He'll also commit three to four outrageous fouls that you're just like, were you even paying attention? Because he doesn't. He doesn't pay attention when he rotates. It's actually how he baits guys into getting blocks. I mean, he's second in the league in blocks this year. That's an undeniable snap. He's also, I think, third to last in the league in defensive. Uh, Rotation efficiency. So, I mean, I'm not much of an analytics guy, but that's a stat that doesn't lie. And when you watch him, when you know that stat, so then you choose to watch him when he's when he's in the middle of the paint, he a lot of times is not even looking at the ball. He doesn't know how to stop transition. He doesn't know how to stop penetration. But at the same time, he does protect the rim better than anybody. 
I mean, where, where are you at with him? He's such an anomaly. Uh, they are so much better for having Hassan Whiteside, especially with Zach Collins out last night. Yeah. Um, that it, it it's it's crazy. I mean, his block shots are a huge stat for two reasons: one, for the straight blocks that you get, and also for the unstatistical, you know, the, the stat that's not kept, which is altered shots and misses sure. in and around the rim, which he also creates. His defensive rotation may be the worst that there is. I don't know, and and. It doesn't matter. Well, sure, it matters. You know, it every, definitely it, matters. Everything matters. But it definitely but, matters when you're playing teams with superstars like Lillard because Lillard will exploit that, and Lillard, Lillard will score ten to twelve points on you at the. Or excuse me, Le- LeBron the same side. I, I know Lillard's on yeah. the the Blazers, but if when you're when you're got guys can get in the get to the rim, they will exploit it. And LeBron was drawing fouls last night on Whites, and, and, and that's fine. But you know what? You got to have guys that you can line up there and go toe to toe with Dwight Howard and and McGee and. To some extent, with Anthony Davis, I mean, you know, he's he, you know, forcing a tougher level shot. Now, AD is so good that you know he's got mid range and he's got three point even capabilities, but the, he's got to be out there. I mean, he's a crucial part in this particular matchup against this team. He's critical for the Blazers, and whatever his deficiencies are, are, I think, pretty far outweighed by what he brings to the table. In this specific series, I agree. He's a key factor. I think he could get him in trouble if they were to advance. A team like the Clippers, I think, would eat Whiteside alive because they would put him in that high pick and roll, get him on Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, and then just roast him. But the Lakers, the, the so I want to get back to Anthony Davis. Two sequences last night that I watched that I remember specifically noting yeah. in my head to yeah. talk about today. Kevin Garnett sort of invented the the high ball screen where you you slide but you get away with it. It's a moving screen, but the refs don't call it in the NBA. But now that there's there's this even better way that they do it, especially when LeBron James is the one that's ushering the pick and roll, where what Portland's doing is they're going underneath the screen with a guy ready to hedge either way on the backside, and they're basically pinning who's ever guarding the ball. They're, they're, so the, the guy has help. But the way that the league is calling it now, there was a sequence where LeBron had the, the ball on the left wing outside the three-point line. Anthony Davis sets a screen to help LeBron go to his left. The on-ball defender slips underneath it, so Anthony Davis pivots and sets the screen the other way. And Anthony Davis goes left side screen, right side screen, left side screen, back and forth until all of a sudden he slips it, and LeBron gives him a bounce pass in the lane, and he just finishes at the rim. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there thinking, if that's what the NBA becomes, anybody that says the NBA players can't play defense are just stupid because you literally cannot guard them. There's yeah. no guarding it. And yeah. if LeBron can put that pass on the money, that's a 100% scoring percentage that you're going to score on There that. was some great passes in that game last night, by the way, not just by LeBron, certainly centrally by LeBron, but some unbelievable tic-tac-toe looks and interior passing that I thought was really impressive. The other sequence, we've seen a lot of great big guys that can catch the ball uh, in the high post, you know, around the upper circle, maybe a little bit of extension of free throw line extended or, or from the elbow, or even you know on the baseline, 16, 17 feet out. I've never seen a guy that gets the ball in the high post just inside the three-point line like Anthony Davis does. And he had this sequence yet last night where he gets it, he palms it with his right hand, then he turn face into a triple threat, pump fakes, and then does a Paul George one-two crossover step-back jump shot. I'm just thinking, 
Dude, the only other dude in the league that has this is Paul George, and Paul George is three or four inches shorter than this dude and is a guard slash wing, not a seven-footer. <laughs> Anthony Davis, the fact that he has that, it's so smooth, is crazy. And then he had this sequence later on in the third quarter where he blocks a shot and sprints out in transition and then gets the outlet pass and dunks it. Mm-hmm. If he could do that all the time, and I know it's unrealistic to think of guys, and this is where LeBron has always gotten criticized too. You can't just go full tilt for 48 minutes of an NBA game. It doesn't matter how elite of an athlete you are. Right. He played 40 minutes last night, 28 and 11. It's hard to really fault him, but he does leave something to be desired sometimes because you know how good he can be. And I, I mean, you know, we've talked about guys who've been great players on bad teams, and it's like, okay, but at some point you got to be a great player on a great team. And prove that you can do it. And, and he proved that this year. No, 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 he is not. I mean, he's he's a he's great. Not, I mean, he's the leading scorer, leading rebounder, no, on the number one no, no, seed no, no, in the no, West. No, 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 who who cares? He's zero and one in the playoffs. True. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that he's not going to do it, but what I am saying is all the years of sort of middling in New Orleans, and people are like, well, it's because New Orleans can't get anybody to put around him and to bring the talent that you need, and you can't do it by yourself. And yeah, that's largely true. You can't do it by yourself, and there's plenty of blame to go around. Also, it was like, well, is Anthony Davis going to show us that he is like not just an elite player in the league, which he certainly is, but a dominant franchise take over a game, lead you to the promised land type of guy. And right now, obviously, we know that LeBron is that guy, so he doesn't even necessarily need to be that. But he left a lot to be desired to me last night. I mean, he's never gonna, he's never not going to be good at basketball. Sure. But, but also, there's got to be more, especially now, and there was not last night. And his team is 0-1, and guess what? It ain't LeBron James' fault. The biggest glimpse that Anthony Davis ever showed of his potential to actually be an elite winner came actually, ironically, when the Pelicans swept the Blazers mm. in the playoffs two years ago. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I proclaimed Anthony Davis was the best player in the NBA. <laughs> and then they, they struggled in the next round of the playoffs. But that is his upside. That is his potential. You also have to wonder if Lillard and McCollum remember that. Oh, I think they might. I think they might. It's two telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, the NBA playoffs are on right now. Boston, by the way, is up 43-38 over the Philadelphia 76ers. 6-38 left in the first half. Uh, it is 5-30. Here's an idea for you. You're in your car. Go over to the corner of Reserve and Brooks and find yourself a seat at Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls 3621 Brook Street, a great patio outside, covered with uh, some misters, and plenty of space, multiple rooms inside. Watch all the NBA playoffs, all the uh, NHL playoffs, all Major League Baseball that you want. You can even, if you'd like to, put a little wager on it while you're there. They have the uh, facility to do that now. The sports gambling is legal in the state of Montana. you got to be in a licensed establishment to do it. They are one such establishment. Colter, tell them more. You have so many options when you combine Paradise Falls and the NBA playoffs. Because this first round, the games are going to start between 11 and 11.30 every day. Usually you're waiting for, okay, I'm going to go after work and get some nachos and a beer. Which is a great option at Paradise Falls. They have an early and late happy hour, 3 to 6. But who doesn't want nachos and a beer at 11 a.m.? Or, or you still get breakfast. Right. Go have some Good breakfast point. and watch the early game. Or go have some lunch. Either way, 
two late happy hour or two happy hours, excuse me, early and late happy hour at Paradise Falls from three to six and nine to eleven Monday through Thursday, as well as Tuesday through Saturday for the uh, the early happy hour half price apps, three dollar cocktails, three dollar beers. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street. Enjoy the NBA playoffs in Paradise, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. 361-3688. You want to do some trivia, answer some questions, have a little bit of fun, give away some wings, 361-3688. Call right now. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We have a little basketball hoop set up in here, thanks to uh, Brooks Nuanas. Sent this over to us. I am seated uh, probably uh, eight feet away from this thing. In the entire time that we've been in here, I have shot once a day at this thing the news from the, the paper from the news. By the way, if you want to do a little wing at Wednesday, feel free. 361-3688. NBA league leaders from this most recent season. That's your questions. Mm. Okay, 361-3688. We'll get you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. The no trick wings. questions here. These are pretty easy. Best wings in the city of Missoula. I have shot at, the, uh, at this hoop once a day for the past five months. I have made this shot, which by any objective measure, is somewhere between easy and moderate difficulty. It's I've made it tough. one time. Yeah, I've only made it, I think, one or two myself. I have missed it so very many more times and luckily landed in the old uh, recycle bin. Mm. Mm-hmm. So much more than I've actually made it into the basket. And I don't know why. It just is, you know, there's a lid on that thing. And much like my entire life as it relates to basketball. Like, that's just, that is just what it's been forever for me. Just a terrible shooter. Well, why is that? I don't know, man. You know, the more I do, I, I, my brother turned me on to this. You know, you never think, not never, but like, you know, you think something's normal and then you find out it's abnormal and then you, you find out that either you're abnormally good at something or abnormally bad at something. Hmm. And uh, fine motor skills hmm. in the two tells. Not a thing. What do, you, what do you mean? Your brother's a great ball handler. No, no, no. I, yeah, but, but like trying to untie a knot, no chance. Hmm. So you guys are both pretty good golfers, naturally. But I'm not though. Like, yeah, you are. No, I just. What do you mean? I get you know it's inconsistent. It's done. Yeah, but that's all mental. I don't have great hand eye. No, no, you do have good hand eye. No. You can strike the it's ball. You're a good putter. Not all mental. Anyway, I just don't know, man. I just don't. I don't think that. There, I think that there is a certain, uh, you know, finesse that sports that ha- the skill portion of sports that I lack. 
361-3688. Got a wing it Wednesday with wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. My questions center upon league leaders in the NBA this most recent season. Ryan will be your lifeline. will help you out. Give us a call if you want to win a dozen wings from the Desperado. I have a question for you that are not involved with the trivia questions. Okay. Ryan. Go ahead. You were giving some plugs to ACDC earlier. Well, yeah. I, I, I like ACDC, but I do think that there there was a phenomenon that occurred in the late 70s and early 1980s that uh, turned certain bands and certain genres of music, made them a little bit cliche. Okay. ACDC, I mean, Back in Black, Hell's Bells, and Thunderstruck have been getting played at college football games for 40 years. Yeah. I mean, Back in Black came out in 1980. It was the first ACDC album since Bon Scott died. It was the it was much more produced and uh, you don't want to say pop because it's not pop, but it was it was produced like a pop record, even though it's you know an electric guitar, hard rock slash borderline heavy metal album. But it was a far cry from what they were in the 70s. But it has kind of become stadium rock, even though that's not what they originally intended. All right. But then there's been other, you know, Gary Glamour. That's that song. What's your question? My question is, though, it, can you think of, besides ACDC and Gary Glamour, there's one band that I think is the band that became exploited as a stadium rock band or a, a sport associated with sports that never wanted to be, and that's Queen. Is there anybody else that fits mm. that vein? I don't think Freddie Mercury ever thought that We Are the Champions would be the anthem for the Stanley Cup winner for the rest of time. Well... He may not have, but the name, uh, the song is We Are the Champions. Right. I mean, it, it is, there is a pretty strong sports analogy going on really here. I really don't think that Freddie Mercury was writing about sports. I tend to agree with you. <laughs> also, uh, you know, what about Def Leppard? <laughs> Def Leppard's pretty good. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. We welcome in Gio to the show. Hi, Gio. How you doing? Oh, man. It's a little brutal right now. Um, my car's AC decided not to work about a week ago. And I was really banking on average August temps, and they're not happening. So I'm so, currently driving um, with the windows up, so I could hear you guys kind of good. And it, it's hard. Oh it, boy, it's rough. Well, do your do your <laughs> best to maintain consciousness for the next five minutes or so, okay? Because the windows up, the AC not working is not ideal. So I do feel for you on that. If it makes you feel any better, I'm wearing a hockey sweater today. So uh, you know, I mean, I say personal problems, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, all right, my man. Well, here's the deal. We got three questions for you. They're Coulters today. If you get two of them. You're going to the Desperado Sports Tavern for uh, a basket of wings, the flavor of your choice. If you get all three, we'll send you a shirt to wear to your big outing. If you need any help on these, I'll be your lifeline, all right? Ooh, I don't know how much confidence that instills in me, but I'm excited anyway. Ten. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me, what do we got? Tell me, want wingy. All right, Gio, here we go. We got to play the Chris Farley liner. It's oh, yeah. the best part of the entire show. Uh, all right, Gio, <laughs> number one, at 34.4 points per game, who led the NBA in scoring this season? Oh, okay. So I haven't been attention as much, so I'm going to think it out loud for a minute. Obviously, I want to lean towards Damon Lillard, James Harden, and... Yeah, those are kind of my two that I'm leaning towards for scoring. And I guess Giannis, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to be putting up those numbers. Um, I don't know if I want to enact Ryan on this one yet. 
take your best um, take your best guess. I'm gonna take Dame on this one. Is it is it James Coulter? James, James uh, that's, what, that's what he said. He said James. Yes. Yes, I said James because <laughs> I was I was I was trying to keep my my hands below so the popo don't see me and I said dang like damn, but then yes. it's actually supposed to be James. James Harden led the league in scoring. Thirty four, huh? 34.3 points. Ooh, who's the top three? I like Coulter. You knew all this stuff. Uh, Bradley Beal was second, 30 and a half. Oh, wow. Dame Lillard was third, wow. 30.4, so only a tenth of a point more for Bradley Beal. Making that money, son. He just signed a $127 million contract. So, a uh, Trey this Young was third. Will Ferrell third at number two. That's shocking. That is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Young, uh, 29.6 as fourth, and Giannis, 29.5. Okay. If those, if those other two guys would have got to 30, though, I bet you that would have been the first time in NBA history that five guys averaged 30 points per game in a season. I mean, 30 points is a lot. It's an insane amount. It's an insane amount. It's actually, I think, one of the seven or eight best totals in the league history. All right, number two, for the first time in his illustrious career, this man led the league in assists at 10.2 per game in his hello 17th season in the NBA. Ooh, in his illustrious career. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to tap in on this one. But I do. I feel like it might be Dame or James, Mr. James. I would say LeBron James on this one. Okay, I, I feel like that is good. Go. I feel like he's getting wiser. Wants to share the workload. Yeah, that's right. Hair. Pass, I totally get it. Passing it around, getting that double-digit assist per game number up. Where are we at, Coulter? LeBron James. Give this man his <laughs> wings. Very good. Good. Wings, wings, wings. Okay. So, for a shirt. Oh, boy. Here we go. This bruiser led the NBA in rebounding for the fifth time in his career at 15.2 rebounds per game. Named that Eastern Conference center that led the league in rebounding. Bruiser. Oh, man. See, that's the thing. I was like, I, like immediately, I just want to say Ben Wallace because he's always my like heart for rebounding. <laughs> he would be the right answer Probably. if we were a decade ago. Oh. Well, stick on that same because oh, yeah. he might play for the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm. Oh wait, yeah, because the only thing I, I'm be honest, the only person I can think of on that team would be uh, oh boy from Oklahoma. What's his name? Anyway, I don't think he's that good of a rebound. It ain't Blake Griffin. Okay. Yeah, I I got nothing. Why don't you enlighten me on this, and I will be okay with not winning a shirt. Teach me. Teach me, fish. It is Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. Really? The big man. Five rebounding crowns. Andre Drummond also has the distinction, I believe, as being the second heaviest player in the National Basketball Association at this exact mm. moment. Behind believe Zion that. Williamson? Uh, I, I guess I didn't consider Zion. You got the, who's the huge guy for the Clippers? Yeah. Bo, Bo I mean, I, I, I heard, uh, I heard like this on Bleacher Report, but I heard that they had to actually uh, redo the floors after every season because in the paint it drops down about an inch and a half. Wow. How about that? Now, there's something interesting to think about. Hey, Gio, you got what you came for, my man. Excellently done by you. Enjoy the wings over at the Desperado Sports Tavern because it's impossible not to. We'll get you set up with those. Give your info to Reese, all right? We'll get it set over. Take care, fellas. Thanks, Gio. Great work by Gio. Getting it done with us over here. Uh, Andre Drummond. He was a big deal for a minute. He's still a big deal. He's good at one thing, though, and uh, 
It's not on a very good team, I'm afraid. It's two tell new honors, one two ninety SPN radio. Okay. Take one more break. We'll come back. We'll have ourselves a nice bow on this day. We'll see where we're at, how much bigger the lead has gotten for the Boston Celtics over the 76ers after being down earlier right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. It is hot outside, so get outside. Go ride around in the mountains. Go have some fun on a dirt bike. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes fly all over the place, wherever you want to go. Or if you want to have more people, Maybe get some work done. Get a Polaris side-by-side. They are the industry standard for side-by-sides, SUVs, ATVs, etc. The Ranger, the Razor, the General. Everything you need to do, everything you want to do. Off-road, in the woods, in the mountains. You can do with a Polaris ATV side-by-side. You also can get on the water. The lakes, it's where you want to be. It's where everybody wants to be right now. So get a Crest Pontoon Boat, okay, and have the greatest summer that you've ever had. What the best leisure vehicle that exists at Crest Pontoon Boat. Summer the way you always envisioned with Kurtz Polaris online at KurtzPolaris.com. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you. Because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Ocean Avenue, where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both 16 and it felt so right. Sleeping all day, staying up. Two Tell New One is 1029 ESPN Radio. That's why it's a shame we're so busy, man. You know? It's awesome. Two Tell New One is. Did I say that? Good. Overlapping conversations out of breaks into the show. You know what it is. Hey, freelancing straight off the rails. If you missed anything in the show today, go ahead and give it a listen on the uh, podcast. If you're not into podcasting, Two Tell New One is a great entry point. It's a little bit of a crossover podcast because it's a radio show. 
not strictly speaking a podcast, but then you can learn about it, and there's some really wonderful discoveries that you can make. So go listen to the Two Tell No One as podcast, rate, review, subscribe, and get yourself embroiled into the podcast world. Learn something, you know? Have some fun. Get a laugh or two. Rate, review, subscribe. The podcast available all the time. It is there thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications and Alpine Touch. I don't know, Coulter. <laughs> You're wearing a hockey jersey on a 92-degree day. I know. Thank goodness we got the AC turned down. I just thought it would be, you know, kind of a, you know, a new thing today. My ESPN hockey jersey. Haven't uh, I've never worn it before. Still smells great. Sort of like uh, fabric softener. So, you know, thanks for that. Sing about Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And, and, we, and I've touched on this when it comes to the NBA a lot, but the the pinnacle achievement in the NBA is winning the championship, just as it is in all pro sports, but it seems because of Michael Jordan, but also a lot of the guys that came before him, the best of the best players have by and large hogged the majority of the NBA championships. I mean, Bill Russell won 11 of them. And then you go on. Seems like more than his fair share. And the 70s were sort of anomalous for a variety of reasons. One being the merger, two being the prevalence of drug use, and three being the NBA sort of being stuck in the middle. But then you saw in the 80s, it was hogged by the Celtics and the Lakers. In the 90s, hogged by the Bulls and the Rockets. The 2000s, hogged by the Lakers and the Spurs. 2010s, hogged by the Heat and the Warriors. It's just kind of hogged, but there's so many. But because of that, there's been all these great players that don't have that feather in their cap. And I think in other sports, baseball especially, we give guys passes just because the individual statistics can establish legacy without winning be fa- being factored in. And in the NFL, a lot of times uh, it's a little bit out of your control. If you're Barry Sanders, it's not your fault that your team didn't win Super Bowls. And but also if you're Walter Payton, a lot of times we don't give you credit for being the guy who won the Super Bowl either. Well, the di- the difference is in the NBA. There's you're gonna score ninety points, mm-hmm. so somebody's gonna make those points, even if you're on a terrible team. In baseball, nobody's just gonna hit three fifty, right? Like you got to go out and do that, and that proves that you're great by doing it, regardless of what happens. The game doesn't just deliver statistics in virtue of being played. No question. There's this hierarchy of NBA players, and I think that we would all agree. I mean, you could. We could rattle off probably 35 names and argue over those 35 for the top 25 players of all time, but there's very few other guys that are going to get into the conversation. But I think that so often then guys get pinned with the wrong reputation or they get pinned, they're not remembered with the reverence that they should be. And so like Carmelo Anthony, for example, the Denver Nuggets have never been in the NBA Finals, right? Mm, That might be right. They've been to the ABA Finals before the merger, but I don't. the Denver Nuggets have never been to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's probably right. Carmelo Anthony took the Denver Nuggets to the conference finals twice. Therefore, he did better than anyone else has ever done before him, right? (laughs) Right. So to pin him as a loser is erroneous. That's stupid. Then there's other guys that kind of just get washed over, like guys like Steve Nash, guys like Charles Barkley. Well, Charles Barkley, not so much, but like Patrick Ewing. No one remembers Alex English, right? Alex English, one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Mm -hmm. No one really remembers him. Bernard King was kind of in the... The mediocre era of the Knicks. George Gervin doesn't get it, the run he deserves. Tracy McGrady has, by and large, been washed mm. over, even though he was a tremendous player. I just think it's interesting. I think it, we need a reevaluation because winning should be the ultimate, no doubt. 
But to say that guys haven't won just because they haven't won at all, like Chris Paul is kind of going through it right now too, yeah. right? I mean, Chris Paul led the Hornets and the Clippers to the conference finals. Who's done that? Nobody. But he always gets criticized for what he hasn't done rather than praised for what he has done. Boston up eight at halftime over Philadelphia, 65-57. Coming up, as soon as we go off the air, we'll send you to the bubble for pregame between the Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Clippers. As we know, the Clippers won game one of the series and semi-controversially did so without Kristaps Porzingis for most of the second half as a result of two technicals that got him an automatic ejection in that game. He will be returning. Here's my question for you. If, if Dallas... First of all, who do you think is going to win tonight in that game? Clippers. And if the Clippers win and they're up 2-0, the series is over. Is that correct? It is. So, And you won't have this dynamic of, well, we're going to go back to Dallas so we can just win game three and then start afresh. you got to stop the bleeding at some point. It is. I think it's a must win for the Mavs tonight. Okay, but you don't think they're going to win it? I don't. I don't think that means that I think that means the series is over in total. I don't necessarily think it means they're going to get swept. No, I sure, just think sure. That a two-game lead is insurmountable for that team. For 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 the Clippers and the way they play, I do think that Doncic Doncic for his 42 points that he had, which again, I think is the most points in the history of a first postseason game. Wow. Um was great, but his 12 turnovers are, are you, you know, you can't do that. And he knows better than anybody that that's, you know, he's got to clean that up significantly, and I expect him to do that. Porzingis being there, I think, you know, is a, is a big, big part of this. I give the Mavericks a little bit of a look tonight. I would like to see them get that thing done and even up the series and, and sort of get back to square one where we can have an even series going forward after, you know, the controversy, whatever that was. Certainly, put it like this, a competitive disadvantage to not have the unicorn playing for you through most of the second half in a, in a, in a really good competitive game. Nonetheless, we'll have that for you on ESPN Radio. I can't wait to listen to it and to watch it because I love watching those teams, two teams play. That's the best matchup of the day. Boys and girls, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow. to tell Nuanas. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.